0: You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts,
1: Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? But, 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 let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And welcome to the All In Podcast. The podcast brings you a new perspective on, well, lots of stuff and sometimes dentistry. I'm Shane McElroy and I'm joined, as always, by Blake McClellan. What's up, buddy?
2: Uh, apparently the pollen count, but, um, so I'm super stuffed (laughs) up today. If I sound a little nasally.
1: So that's no different.
2: <laughs> I'm allergic to everything. Like I'm walking around with an inhaler everywhere. I'm that nerd, you know. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. You're that skinny kid. <sighs>
0: hey
1: guys, can I play? And then yeah, can yeah. you slow down. Yeah, that's the and that's I also
2: me. think I could do every sport, and I'm really not talented at any, you know, not even <laughs> and not even like subpar. So, like, yeah, it's just really embarrassing. Says but.
1: the five foot dude who played basketball his entire life. I know you've got
2: Dominic Wilkins <laughs> back there too, like the
1: tallest yeah, dude yeah. out there. Bro, I grew up in Atlanta. Uh, in the eighties and my dad's law firm had like pretty good seats. So whenever the clients wouldn't go, I got to like watch Dominique Wilkins and Spud Webb and John Conkak. Like, anybody yeah, cares, so Kevin good, Willis, good segue to talk also. about white privilege. There we go. So, <laughs> so John, Con- he did get drafted before Carl Malone, which was a travesty. So. Daddy said, he had a box and uh- <laughs> yeah. well, what are you going to do?
2: <laughs> no, listen, um, we won't, we won't rant too much. Uh, we had, A lot of attention from our last episode. Um, It was not Good and bad, by
1: the way. Good and bad.
2: Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. We got thick skin. We're here. We're still standing. Um, I still got my mullet. But, you know, I think it it started it. and, And ironically, you know, during the episode, I got a text from our guest who's joining us today saying, thank you for IC posting the blackout post. It does mean a lot. You're trying to create awareness. And it meant a lot to me because... Ironically, at that same time, you and I, Shane, were talking about how inauthentic it felt. And well, how not necessarily inauthentic,
1: we didn't know whether it mattered. We th- looked yeah. like we were trying or like, it gets confusing. It felt like a fad, right? Irish sometimes. I wanted to do something, but this was like the most low-hanging
2: fruit of something that I knew I could do sure. and put out there, right? And so yep. it started it. And now we're seeing some great discussions. And today I sent you a video, Shane. It was a discussion with awesome um, Emmanuel Acho and... Michael McConaughey or Matthew McConaughey and uh all right all right all right (laughs) and it was good uh and I and it's gonna actually help me today for today's conversation that I want to talk with our guests about but I think it's time to start changing the optics on this topic I think we've all been really reluctant to assume it because we're like no way I, I I mean I'm not in the clan so I'm not racist and I think as a Caucasian male it's time for me to really start taking the optics and looking through it differently. And that conversation that i that video I saw with Matthew McConaughey, I'm not going to say I get it, but I'm starting to understand where the misses are. And I hope today's conversation opens that up even more while also kind of driving us to unity. Um, as a, as a human being, uh, as someone in the dental industry, we've seen a lot of divide during the COVID too. Um, we've become polarized as a dental industry. We've become polarized as our politically. We've become polarized now as races in a sense. There's so much polarization, and I think we're all living in the middle, but the communication and the message is wrong, and we're not really listening and empathizing. So um, with that being said, today's guest is Dr. Kenny Brown. He's an oral surgeon out of North Carolina, and Southern Cal. I'm going to let him kind of introduce Man, that.
1: <laughs> that couldn't be more different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we met uh, digitally, essentially, first. He reached out. So that's big how band. you... That's the only
1: friends you have, so... I, I don't have any
2: real friends in life. Because once they meet me, they're like, yeah, never
1: mind. Well, if they saw the way you looked first. Uh, yeah, especially You do look like a racist. I'm not going to lie. Redneck hat. <laughs> I got a redneck hat, a beard, a mullet. A I mean. beard, a mullet, like...
2: I'm one, I, I, I'm one uh, Milwaukee best away from a NASCAR race right now. Oh, like it's straight up, like, <laughs> but Dr. Kenny Brown and the guys had an amazing uh, life already. Great family doing good things. He's a mutual friend of our, we have a mutual friend, uh, Dr. Hunter Dawson. Who's been oh, a guest. Oh no,
1: that guy. Yeah. So you talk about rednecks. <laughs> he's
2: been working with rednecks like hand in hand on. He's Cape a, a
1: smart redneck. you
2: <laughs> <he's a> <laughs> So, Kitty, listen, thank you for being here, but welcome. How are you? Yeah, thank you for
1: coming on the show. We appreciate you.
0: <clears throat> no, doing well, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I, I really appreciate you guys trying. I think the effort is, is there. Just a simple post just kind of lets people know the support and just standing for, trying to stand for what's right. Uh, so, you know, my pleasure being here. I'm so thankful to, to be talking to you guys today. So, uh, so I really appreciate it.
1: Kenny, can you take us kind of like a fast forward version from like where you're from, where you went to school, why you wanted to be a surgeon, like that whole process?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I I went to undergrad, I went to Stanford University and then- Never heard um, of it, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) While I was there, I was interested in surgery just as a general profession. Well, I had the opportunity because the med school's there, the hospital's there. So I talked to different surgeons uh, and fortunately met a oral surgeon in the mean, like, you to that and then i started like you know really understanding more about what they do on a day-to-day basis right because i think you know when you're a kid you're just like oh i want to do this this is so cool but like, what do they actually
1: yeah doing you have no idea what day? they actually <laughs> yeah.
0: Do. yeah so so as i started to learn that i was like oh wow this oral surgeon like he's got a nice like he gets to go home he gets to have wednesdays off and like <laughs> he's not he has no pager right like all these all these things <laughs> right and uh for and those it's, who are listening 30. don't know
1: what a pager is
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> just, so so you know he wasn't tied to the hospital he could he had flexibility and i was like oh okay well that was nothing i ever considered before and um so he offered to let me work so i worked as like a sterilization tech in his office nice you know just cleaning instruments and then from there just kind of really grew an affinity for it um and then eventually so, so i was like hey how do you do this She's like oh dental school i was like oh okay so then I went to Baylor, uh, which is now Texas A and M. Did my time there, and then for residency, residency I went to uh, Harbor UCLA, which is sort of like the the, the county sister of UCLA, Westwood. Right, that's okay. the one that everybody hears about Westwood. But so we were in the county hospital, so we were a four-year program. They were a six-year program.
2: And where are you from originally? where's hometown? So yeah, I
0: was born, so from Inland Empire, which is like uh, just Southern California, Ontario is the, is the name of the city. Uh, in high school, moved to Dallas, Texas. So, right. you know, we well, what? About My culture roots? shocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, so you talk about culture shock and you talk about look, experiences, that was an yeah. experience. And then after that, I went to Stanford and been bouncing back and forth. So,
2: so let me ask you that. Okay. So going from SoCal to Texas, we talk, I, I, that's where I'm from, North Texas, about an hour outside of Dallas, very rural air pockets around it. Right. And then you have the city and Dallas is almost kind of a quiet city now. It's been kind of antiquated, I guess, in a sense Fort Worth took it over. But when you went to Dallas, what did you encounter? What was that experience like when you went to Dallas?
0: So the the difference is, you know. I guess the roots of Texas are, you know, you feel like it's like a cowboy. Like, wait, are we going to go to school with, like, cowboys? Are they going to go to school? Like, you know, we don't know no concept of what that is. Right? And, and,
2: and, and um, like, just to sidebar real quick, I was on our high school rodeo team when I lived in Texas. Okay. I, rode, I rode bulls for <laughs> my high school. I took a class yeah. on welding and shaving cows. And once a year, they, I remember in elementary school, they would do the cattle drive that comes down, from yeah. the Midwest where, and they would run cattle through the city, the town. And that was a thing. Like it was, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. you're not so, far off. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I actually came to a spot, the city that we settled in was called South Lake, which was actually a bunch of transplants. So it was people from Florida, New York, yep. California, as companies were now merging to Dallas for cost of living for their employees tax benefits and then easier travel right sure. instead of buying a ticket from LA to New York they buy it from Dallas to New York or Dallas to Maryland or whatever DC yep. and it's that much cheaper so and shorter so ended up that the community was actually I mean it was predominantly white but it was actually just people from all over so it wasn't like a, a true country. Town well, it wasn't like, like a southern to town
1: say. like I live in a town where it's like a lot of northerners in the south right right and a lot right, of pilots right, and right. things like it's just south of the airport in Atlanta so yeah, a lot of transplants, which which is not a bad thing. It's kind of like Arizona. You know, Phoenix is yeah. that way. You know, LA yeah. is a little bit that way too. Just yeah, mild.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, so there was a bit of a culture shock in that uh, there was not as many black and brown faces, right, in, in this community. And how were uh,
2: you received when coming in? How did you perceive that welcoming? Was it yeah, so fluid or is part- it- Yeah. So for the most
0: part, it was actually a positive, a positive, um, experience. Now it was a positive in in that I never felt out of place from the standpoint as being told that you're out of place. (laughs) Right. I felt out of place because, uh, you know, when you look around, you're like, Oh, I'm the only one that's black in this room. (laughs) And, uh, okay. You know, and, and that happens a lot. And, and, and there's an element of you that kind of, gets used to that, right? And gets comfortable with that. Um, and so no one was out, outward mean to me.
2: But okay, um, let me ask yeah. you that, because I think this is a good opportunity for empathy. Did you ever feel anxious or intimidated or excluded or, and I know you said that they were welcoming, but did you have these paranoias or precursors or things that maybe we don't think about as a white person, right? That you're going into this environment. And again, this conversation I watched with Matthew McConaughey was very kind of eye-opening in a sense of just the little things that I think are are the miss. Was that always a a second thought? Was it, was there kind of like, did you ever feel like you were being taught too differently or treated differently? And even though it wasn't maybe derogatory, it was, again, some type of negative way assumption or something.
0: Great. Yeah. Great question. Yes. And I think that's where most of I think a majority of the Black community lives. Yes, there's absolutely that sense of like, ooh, I don't really belong. Um, and there's that sense of, okay, well, we'll see how this goes, right? Okay. As you get into high school, uh, so I, I got there in junior high. But as I entered into high school, things started to change a little bit, right? The school gets dramatically bigger. You got more mix of what's going on. Uh, people are more aware of like themselves, right? They think they're cooler, right? All these things.
1: And what year was that? Just to give like a timeline, that must've been a difficult question because Kenny froze. Wow, (laughs) you just just froze him. You took 12 minutes to ask a simple question and I took, (laughs) and I froze him. I froze him. He may have to come back. Let's see. Uh, It'll freeze for a second. Um. Blake, Blake, have you ever been in a scenario? Let's talk about this. Um, I've been in a scenario where I was the only white person there. Sure. Now I didn't feel unsafe, but I'm going to be really honest. Like it felt weird. Like I look around the community I grew up. First time I went to the Middle East, I was terrified. Okay. Great. When I got
2: off the plane, I instantly felt shock and fear in my body. And why is that? Because I had watched so much the news. Sure. Uh, I was raised up as through 9-11 and all of these things. And so I, I realized what had been tattooed in my brain And I had no thought of fear or anything when I got there. And the moment I got off the plane and I walk out and I see a culture that is completely different from mine. Oh, shit. I don't know what to do. (laughs) That I've been told is uh, a dangerous culture, right? That's in the sense of what we were taught through media and our news. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm Johnny American walking off the plane. And I'm like, oh, my God. There was no reason to feel fear. I have never been more welcomed in my life. I loved that country. Uh, Bahrain was where I was. But uh, yes, because I was different and I knew that there were differences too. And, and it so, so 100%. What I
1: took from Kenny's first thing I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt him was that he didn't know what to expect because he didn't know anything about Dallas. He expected this, that, or the other. And, and I think that's the problem with a lot of people. We don't know. And why don't you know is because you don't ask questions, do things like this, Right. Or, or you're stuck in an environment that's the same all the time. And so, uh, just because you feel uncomfortable, that's okay. I don't think that makes you a bad person, right? It's it's, it's not a, it's just a natural response to a new environment where you're alone in the sense of uh, everybody else looks a certain way and you don't. Now, imagine that, like try to put us being white sure. guys who 98% of the time we're surrounded by a bunch of, you know, majority white people all the time. That's just sure. the way it is. Um, where I grew up, that's how it was. So in a way you can empathize if you've ever been in that scenario imagine that all the time sure like sure. that that's kind of um, what he was saying is like nobody was mean uh at least but, starting but, out. but you did Why feel
2: now? you know different and, and i think too and i want to bring this up and talk to him because i witnessed this at my school um there was we we're small pick town there was one black guy in our entire school um good buddy i mean it was always included in part of our stuff but i always you would see things, and there's the, those drunk redneck guys, you know, from football or whatever. That they cross that line, they get a little into them, and they're like, "All right, man, let's talk." And they get a little too comfortable, yeah. And and they kind of abuse that and talk at people versus with it. I've seen that happen in my own so two eyes, the, right. So, so this so is something have.
1: we should we should talk about too. There is this sometimes being white, when you see other white people do these things, you feel ultra uncomfortable, but you're also curious. Like, are they offended by that? Because I feel uncomfortable about it. Like, are they uncomfortable about it? Maybe, I don't know. Right. Sure. Like, you know, that weirdness. of well, like, Okay. Here's a great
2: example. I'm and it was sad. in that video that I sent you, right. Is Emmanuel had talked about when he went to a school, it was in Dallas and he was saying that, you know, his friends were like, man, you don't talk black and you don't dress black. And at the time he didn't think nothing of it. He goes, now looking at it like wow, that was really offensive. And I know those people meant nothing about it, but yeah. they that meant they assume that black people talk a certain way.
1: Um, backhanded compliments is what he was talking
2: exactly. about. Exactly. And yeah. and and so those things, I, I, I totally agree. Like those things are so small that add up to a bigger picture. And I think that's where I think the message is getting out in a systemic issue and things like that. So um, you know. I hope we get him back in. That would be. Yeah, terrible I do if too. He um, get back in. This is a really, really getting to a good conversation. And we're. It,
1: and I don't even like talking to you. So there's that. I um, yeah, there's
2: that. And. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just you and I couldn't differ anymore. I've got a map of the but national I think, forest back here. Of like hunting trails and stuff yeah. and atv shows you've got basketball jerseys like you and i are like polar ops i'm all outdoors you're all basketball.
1: this is my outdoors <laughs> if you could see that my uh, golden <laughs> team. Your game like yeah now
2: i did uh, inventory actually before this i was putting all my
1: ammo together because you know i had to buy some more because why wouldn't you have ammo to do what with i don't know yeah okay. it's like you know it I needed that 2,000 rounds just in case, you know, somebody breaks into my home. I'm not sure you're going to use it. I got more than that. I got about but 6, if the apocalypse comes? <laughs> I'm coming to your house.
2: Well, like, so like prices <laughs> started going up like crazy on, on, on ammo. So I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. watching these deals and I buy – because I don't know why, but people run out and buy guns like crazy when this happens. Like, I mean, everybody thinks you're just all of a sudden wider. I don't know. Like, I love guns. I'm a gun, gun enthusiast.
1: No, I think it's more the, uh, anytime there's a situation going on where there's a crisis or, or a sure. shooting or anything like that, uh, it's the fear that they're going to take my guns away. So I need to go buy guns. Uh, and, and I think and that, I that get is that, a big I that, by the part. way, I understand that.
2: At the NRA side and the, the you know, I get and that. And then that. right now
1: with the uh, COVID, you know, we didn't know if- we're going to shoot
2: covid shoot go like well i think people were worried
1: about anarchy right like especially when you can't get te- remember early on it was you can't get toilet paper yeah that's a problem i'm gonna wipe my ass and but if i can't i'm gonna shoot somebody isn't it
2: funny though that like the sh- a shortage in toilet paper is the line that we tote that makes it okay for I didn't us not morally problem. to morally accept yeah. gun ownership and possibly crazy death right like it, if you really break that down, the reason they're getting that is because I don't want to, you know, my gun's taken away. I want to defend myself. Things are getting anarchy, right? All it takes is a little shortage of toilet paper and all of a sudden well, now I can.
1: <laughs> and then in retrospect, I forget how I heard talking about this. Like the reason toilet paper ran out fast was because people saw one person have like three of the 48 packs or whatever. And so they thought they had to. They don't stock as many of that item because it takes up so much room. Right. That's the reason it was the toilet paper. Is people were freaking out and stockpiling, and they don't keep like they do cans of soup. They've got a ton back there because a pallet of that is it can feed an army, where a pallet of toilet paper can handle three families, right? Sure, like, sure. That, that was the whole se- reason there, but.
2: Well, Kenny said he's gonna be back in a minute. He says phone overheated. Yay, so I think he's coming back Kenny's in. back. There he this is. This would
1: have been really weird to promote this episode one way. <laughs> we have one question. <laughs> Just have me and Blake on. <laughs> hey, yeah,
0: so I'm so sorry, guys. But I never had that happen before. It says phone overheated.
2: Overheated.
1: Yeah. That's actually happened to me before. Oh, you were outside.
2: It's done it to me too. When you're outside in the sun, Dan, that thing's a charger tangle. too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Right.
2: All right. So all right, I'll bring us back on timeline here. We had talked about you going to high school in Dallas and we were talking about did you have any paranoia fears? Oh in what what and years
1: were that was that? So that was that matters.
0: Yeah. So I I got to Texas in two or ninety-nine, I wanna say. Okay, okay. Um yeah, so right, yeah, that's right. All right, ninety nine. So I came in as an eighth grader, but then slowly went to high school. So then high school, like I said, things changed. Um and that either I just became more well-known or whatever the situation was and and we just had more interactions. And so now you have people saying – well, some outright saying the N-word, right? That, right. that does happen.
1: Like directly uh, to you or directly? saying it
2: casually? Well, well, that, that was, we like, were just talking a, about that way you were gone, like – the, the redneck white dude, he gets a little be- few beers in him and he feels like way comfortable to just do whatever and right. say whatever. Did was it that, that
1: right. or was it saying it directly to you?
0: So both. Both. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so you have that happening both. Then you have things like, um, you know, feeling excluded in certain situations and you're not, okay. you can't exactly put your finger on why, right? Sure. You don't because you, it's hard to say like, oh, maybe they just don't like you as much or, you know, or you don't know why or just comments like yeah just little comments like oh but you're black oh why are you not like the other black people Or like why don't you do this why don't you do this so when somebody says
1: why are you not like the other black people how does like what's that feeling like is it anger like take us through mentally what that's like especially in high school
0: yeah, so was, you know you have like the drop in your stomach. And you're like, okay, what's about to happen here?
1: <laughs> if, yeah, yeah,
0: because you say, "Am I going? What am I going to? How am I going to respond?" The first thing that came out of my mouth, and this is, is just me personally, was, "What do you mean by that?" Mm-hmm. Right? And they say, "You know, you know," and. I know where they're going with that, right? Yeah. Uh, I want
1: you to say it so that, (laughs) you know what I mean? So you you realize what you're doing. Have the balls to say it to me because you know it's- Exactly. Did you you
2: have to, if you look back now, do you think Kenny was having to be a certain persona to appease that narrow-mindedness in a sense? Were you true 100% to yourself as you were just one? or did you actually kind
1: of- Again, not say filter. Um,
2: did you feel like core. you had to act
1: a certain way around yeah. white people than you did at uh, home? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So there's just there's two ways that this comes. And everybody's different, too, right? So the, the, first, the first instance is well, when someone asks you what you like, what movies you like, what music you like, do you just say the stereotypical thing and say, rap, or this is my favorite artist? You know, is that what you yeah, say? or do what I you say. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, or you say, oh, well, I like everything, yeah. right? So that you're not fitting that for them, yeah. okay? Or, okay? And then the other thing is um, what this is, and this is mostly what parents are passing down to their kids is, look, you cannot afford to get in trouble. You getting in trouble is not an option. There's no boys will be boys. There's no you're young and dumb. There is no time for that, right? That's because, something
1: that I never experienced,
2: and, by the way. And, well, so you know, I think I, I think one—that's one major white privilege, if you want to call it that, right? Or, mm-hmm. Let's call it as it is. It's a white privilege. You definitely see. Let's these call it kids. something else
1: because that's. I think that's people stop listening sometimes. Let's say sometimes when you're white, you get the benefit of the doubt in a situation. Sure. And I think okay. that's a better way to put it. So people actually listen to this instead of shut it off if they're far one hundred percent. So, and, sure. but
2: the, but the point of the matter is, you look at a lot of these articles and. Again, money is a factor too, right? A lot of it is money with these court cases, like these kids from college they're rape or uh, different te- terrible crimes, drunk driving, killing somebody, and then they're like six month sentence, right? Right. And you see tons of, and I know personally, my, one of my friends, he helps a lot of kids uh, in the inner city kind of get out of a rut and it has a nonprofit in Nashville. The books don't them over something like a dime pack or something, right? Something stupid. Right, right.
0: right. And, and
2: so- That's one thing that I have tried to open my eyes and look at better because that is scary. You can't fuck up. There is no. Well,
1: especially for your kid too, by the way, right? Kenny, I don't know if you're a father. Yes, uh, you are. So, like, and Blake, you're about to be. It's like you're more scared than you've ever been for your kid, right? So Mm -hmm. we talked about this. My wife's Latin, so I've got a mixed race son. And one is very light skin. The other is darker skin. And she brought that up the point, like, I'm worried about my kid. That feeling of, like, I've never have even had that thought until that moment. Because I didn't ever thought about it. Now you empathize. Yeah, now mm. it's like, I got to help make change too. Not that I didn't want to before, but it's very personal for me now, right? Right. I can't protect them all the time. I know that. That must have been crazy for the, your parents to have to tell you that. Like, for me, that's like, wow, I never had my parents say, uh, you can't screw up. Like, right. you know, kind of like right. just don't get caught, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, so,
0: you know, that that's the reality of what you said. If you had to position yourself or posture yourself in a way that is um, that is different. Another Here's another example is dating, right? Girlfriends going over people's houses. Like, you're like looking around and you're like, I'm not sure if this is going to go over well, right? Because <laughs> I don't look like, they probably want me to look, irrespective of dress and clothes, and, and outside of that. Yeah. But like, you know, I think that's a that's a real reality. And so no, that's sure. That's another that's another posturing that you have to do,
2: right? So- And I think some people listening would probably say, well, yeah, it's Dallas, Texas, you know, blah, 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 this and that, you know, it's redneck. I mean, I always saw Georgia as way more redneck and racist than Texas ever was. Uh, Texas was a lot of ignorance. And again, those rednecks would be really comfortable with saying stupid shit. But (laughs) Georgia, there was a lot of hate and divide that I saw that really bothered me that I just didn't experience as much in Texas. But I want to ask you, we we see that in Texas, we see it high school, we say, okay, now let's Mm -hmm. move over to your dental career. We're around people who are doctors. We're much more grown up. I've always wondered why dental was such a predominantly Caucasian industry. You know, Shane and I've yeah. talked about this. It's been heavily white male. Let's be honest. And in general,
1: and and, as, and, and that doesn't go for the doctor side. We we've, we've actually talked about this too. Yes, um, we'll bring it up later. The rep side too. The rep executive side, side. Executive. It's side. even. It's even farther white. Like.
2: Right. But that's not and a great up. representation of where dentistry is today. Or, so if you yeah, can kind of sure. take us through like that and what you felt there and, and maybe kind of parlay like where we're now at, we're mature adults, we're grown up. What are we doing right now that we're still missing? Okay, we've matured a little bit, right? But what's happening now, especially in dentistry?
0: Yeah, so I think in, I think in dentistry and what you're seeing on the rep side, I think this comes actually down to the etiology of the problem, right? This is the root cause. I think we say racism, and I think a lot of people get scared of that. We say white privilege, a lot of people get scared of that, right? What we really, you know, if you wanted to rephrase it so that it's easier to hear, it's just racial inequality.
2: There
0: you go. I like that. There you go. It's inequality, and and where that comes comes into play is opportunity, right? So dental school is not cheap, right? It is not easy. You have to go through, we got to do high school then you got to do college and then you got to take a test and then you got to go to dental school. Right. Uh, you guys are, I'm sure you guys have done, talked about the debt, the amount of debt that these, these yeah, grad, early grads are in. Right. So, you know, so if you have no money, if you come from no money, if you don't know how to manage debt or how to even manage a loan or how to apply for a loan. Right. Or nobody comes to your school to talk about industry, Right. That's Nobody true. comes and does outreach at your school because it's does not
1: Never would have thought about well, that.
0: You may you maybe not you maybe don't even go to the dentist because your parents never had benefits that allowed you to even see what that was. And then when you go to the dentist, it's a white guy. So that's probably not
2: for me. Well, let me ask you this then to kind of parlay on that. Because Shane and I were talking about this beforehand, the middle class. It is something that is glamorized heavily. I, especially by Republicans, but white culture, middle class is where we all try to live. It's the mm-hmm. sweet spot. I'm not the Stanford, you know, surgeon like yourself. I'm yeah. not. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I don't aim that high. I'm I'm, I'm right around right here, right? Okay. And I never was. I came from a very small poor family, you know, hardworking blue collar family. But I think what I my perception of the way that the African American community is informed about is you either do really well, you're this shining star, you, you're a surgeon, you're a president, you're whatever it is, right? Those really rare things that I, was never appealing to me in a sense or attainable to me, I guess it will. And then the athletes, the millions and millions of dollars, that's what we see a lot of. But we're, there's not a lot of focus on, in my opinion, on the middle class in the African-American community. No, when
1: well, you're seeing the, in, in the news, in the media, you're shown the black athlete or entertainer and then you're showing like right. in the worst scenario, right? Correct. Um, why aren't how do they doing that entire <laughs> spectrum?
2: Yeah, why is it so polarized? And I'm not saying it was by choice. I'm At saying least like, from our perspective. We, what we how see. do we bring that? Because that can maybe change lives, right? Because the, for me, Correct. middle class is obtainable. It's a good lifestyle. I like it. I'm happy here. But it's what we're, I mean, in, 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 in Caucasian culture, it's in, uh, tattooed into your brain, right? It's what mm-hmm. political platforms are on right
0: so yeah this is a great point and this is probably when we're talking about starting to get to solutions this is this is where i think the direction goes right i think it goes towards the middle class giving more and more opportunity for the black american to attain that right i think unfortunately there's this narrative that oh if we they just want handouts and, oh, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you got to do all this stuff. But you, but you understand no matter how hard maybe one person works, when they walk through the door and someone sees you for not what your hard work is or isn't, that's a hurdle that you may never be able to overcome, right? Um, and and it, especially, and, and Shane, you could say this more, but like in the rep culture, it's like a lot of it's word of mouth, right? Oh, I know a guy I can bring on. I know a guy I can bring on. And sure. slowly but surely, it just ends up everybody looking the exact same, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I literally
2: said that my like, the second year in this or whatever. I'm staying at this huge conference room We you're kind of staring at each other. And I looked at my business partner, Rod, uh, and I go, there are no black people in this industry. What yeah. is going on? And because in medical and spine, it's there we're diverse a little bit more diversified in that realm but in dentistry it is 100% so
1: I'm gonna give you a really quick story this is actually a true story um I'm not gonna say the name of the person or the company but it is a dental company and this person was hiring in Atlanta and was interviewing I was like oh you know you know you find anybody good he's like I've got this one guy who is amazing and I can't hire him and he goes he's black I've I've it's not going to work. I've tried this before. He, people won't buy from him. That was his perception. And it wasn't that he didn't want to hire him. He just was like, I'm almost saving him from failure in his mindset. Right. Which, but seeing that experience is like, Holy shit. Like, is that part of the problem? That's, that, that's a yeah. ser-
0: that, I mean, <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, that's the, that's the perception that we've, that we've created or has been created for us where, however you see it. Um, and so I think really what we need to focus on is, racial equality and in this sense of, for the Black Americans, we need to elevate, right? We need to encourage, we need to lift up, right? Because I don't think Black Lives Matter, Black Panther, all of those movements, all of these initiatives, we're not asking to, to like let people who did things wrong off. They weren't asking for that. And, and I think that gets right. misconstrued, right? Nor were they asking for a specific person or people to be president. They were it, it, it for somehow this got over politicized. Like this became a, it. This was what it started out as a human issue, and became a political issue. And why would you pit one person over another? It doesn't make sense to me.
2: Well, okay, I want to ask you about this—the political side. I right now am. It's ever since Trump's been elected. I'm Republican. I think Trump is an asshole. (laughs) I don't think he's stupid because he's smart enough to make that much money and get to that position. He's obviously got some intelligence on me, but he is an asshole. He's insensitive and he does a lot of mistakes. Okay. I don't, he's not my ideal candidate, but I like the Republican parties. I feel like I'm racist. If I say anything to do with Trump, if I wear, like I do have a MAGA hat. I have, Mm -hmm. I have a space Force sticker that I bought too. I've got, you know, political memento that I say from anything that I think will be worthwhile, but how did how are Republicans all of a sudden now considered racist? White Republicans, in a sense, right? And what can we do to de- clearly break that? Because there is a lot of racist Republicans out there, hundred percent. Sure, there are sure. a lot of people who were just looking for an opportunity to use that gun, and when they saw right. rioting, they were all excited. Like they're ra- deep door- core racists. Okay, I get. Right. That. There are a lot of good Republicans. That think the Democratic Party is actually bad for the black community in many ways. Right? How do we yeah. become racist, and how do we again separate ourselves from those idiot rednecks down there in you know South Alabama? <laughs> and, and, I, and yeah, I know I hear you on that. And I think this is. I think when we talked about the human
0: issue, I think there was a very big missed opportunity by the Republican Party to say, guys, this is a human issue that we need to support that a certain population is hurting of our country. People also That's forget, it. like- the It's black, not about all lives matter. They always it's, matter, it's- It's 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 always that, but a specific. We have a need and that need right now needs to be met. And why do we lose focus on that and have to lump it in with the NRA versus what you want to do with taxes versus Versus wearing a mask or not because COVID. Like, it's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. The, the idea is simply that a certain population is being treated unfairly, right? And they're treated unfairly. And we as America have probably done that to them, right? So I think when you consider all those various things, it just becomes a human issue.
2: The anger comes from somewhere. And I, uh, I'll i tell you one thing. I always listen to Passion. I was very upset in the beginning as a business owner when I saw looting and rioting. But I, I also know that, and I also pointed out, like, it was a lot more white people than black people in these lo- looting and rioting videos that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just opportunist of any color. Right, right. Um, the protesting is what what I really do support and I understand. And I saw such an emotional response and passionate response that finally it woke me up a little bit if you will to say like i've got to start reevaluating i can't just say i'm not racist we're good here right and i know i'm not a racist but it doesn't mean i'm not helping the problem any right i'm not, sure. i know there, there's contribution so for that person that feels like no way i got black friends i'm not racist you yeah. know like what are we doing what can we do what's yeah. that right now? so so, so I- so small change. I think, yeah,
0: I think in general, there is a large set of people in your shoes who maybe come from a background that is maybe not tolerant and they've either transformed or their parents have told them like, hey guys, we, we, this is not the way to think. This is not the way to treat your friends. And so in that way, you are sort of colorblind, right? You don't see me for being a black guy who is less than, okay? Yeah. But in that... You've, you've kind of become oblivious to maybe the daily struggle that I do have, okay. right? And so you're sort of caught in the middle there, right? Um, and I think that's important to let you know that because what I, what we, I don't think we want to happen. If we don't want you to back away because you're like, oh, shoot, I'm Republican, I'm white, and I'm from this place. And if I say something, then somebody's going to attack me. Yeah.
1: We don't want that. We actually need you And to that's that a real forward. thought and fear that people have, right? Because they don't know <laughs> what's going to happen because they've never done that before. So they keep it quiet. And being, having to keep that quiet makes them angry in the same right. way that like, I assume that a black person not being able to say something because they're black and they'll get in trouble for that or like there's an anger there. It's right. why am I being silenced or why can't I say what I think, you
0: know? Right, exactly, exactly. And, and, then, and this is the thing is like, And we need to be able to have a comfortable situation where you can ask questions. You can say, what does that mean? Why is that hard? And and I have to have the grace and I have to have compassion to say, to give you room to be wrong and give you room to be right. If you don't have that, you are just as restricted as I am, right? In my thoughts, right? And that this is why I think the political, the politicizing of this whole issue
2: has grouped people in, in a way that It almost seems no like if you're room. black, you're Democrat, if you're white, you're Republican right now, right? And that's right. not, that's <laughs> not, that's not there's, there's no correlation it. at all, right? like
0: There's nothing to do with it. There's nothing yeah. to do with it. Um, and, and I think the association with Democrats has primarily been governmental support to, a very, to an overly represented poor population. Okay. That's it. If you have, if you, if there's a candidate that says, "Look, I'm here to, I'm here to give you something. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you." Then, okay, I'm going for that guy. <laughs> they're they're sure. trying to help me out. Yeah. It, it, it's it's so, and so I, I I don't really like the idea that this is being politicized. I think it divides the country. I think it divides the things that we could be
2: talking about. Um, you know. I think it, it takes us twenty be- steps pa- backwards. Uh, exactly and and, and that's i i I went when i got to georgia southern it it really broke my heart to see some of the stuff i saw because again it just became so polarized anytime we are polarized historically it never ends well and i'm not Mm -hmm. talking about race i'm talking about human the human race anytime Mm -hmm. there's polarization it doesn't end well war famine whatever it may be and I don't think this is a polarized issue. I think the universe, message is universal, but there's so much of a lack of empathy. And, you know, I think, you're, I think we've got to have a lot of conversations, right? There's got to be a lot of conversations, more comfortability talking about it. But I don't know how we open up those platforms. I think hopefully something like this in, in Instagram lives that I've been
1: seeing going, hopefully that does do something. But And I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, my other buddy who has podcast employees that work at the company I work at, you better be careful with that, man. To have this conversation, you better be careful there. Yeah, It's like, wait, so I have to be – I'm supposed to be afraid to have a conversation, ask questions that I have real questions about so that I can understand better. That shouldn't be something we fear. That should be something like, oh, we should do more of that. And yet yeah. we're making it a scary thing because what if I say the wrong thing or ask the wrong thing? That's a fear, right? Like that's an yeah. inherent fear, whether I, I think that, it's subconscious, right? Like I got to be right. careful what I say, but then I'm not really being me. So how do I right. have an honest conversation?
0: Yeah, right? and, and, and therefore you're not, yeah, you don't get a true understanding, yeah. right? You can't, you can't. And that's why I say we really have to have the grace. I think it has to be from both sides. I think we have had the opportunity to really show our anguish, to show our pain, this demonstrate like guys this is hurting this bad right that's what this past three weeks were about right And it's three been the weeks. first
1: time in my lifetime because you know i was telling Blake before you guys are really young but i remember the rodney king riots right mm-hmm. and those were more riots than protest at least what i remember what the media showed by the way <laughs> right, right right and see and i but i do remember being in shock being like like the, i'm being very honest right now being like 12 and thinking. Well, he had to do something, right? Because there was no video before. Like, well, it had to do something because in the where, way where, where I grew up, you didn't see white people getting beat up or arrested or anything unless they did something really jacked up. And mm-hmm. so for a lot of white people, it's like, well, there had to be something we're missing here, right? We're seeing this. Yeah. had to do something, right? Uh, uh,
2: to- I'm, I'm guilty right there. I will say yeah, totally I did cell phone not. <laughs> I did not. I was not heavily impacted by the George Floyd video initial take. I thought another asshole cop out there that killed somebody you know they, they were detaining or whatever I was not because again a lack of empathy I didn't invest as heavy into it and I think that's where now looking back in hindsight because I could empathize with the business owner having their business looted that happened after this protest started right and I, I focused on that and I was getting upset about the looting and stuff because of post-covid but then I never got upset about the cop video and stuff I just assumed like yeah a cop's gonna go to jail he's an asshole whatever it wasn't like a the assumption
1: hit. is wrong. Because how many times right. we've seen it, and there has to, it's like in where you work in the emergency room, uh, there's a lot less liability if somebody dies. And the reason that is because they're trying to save somebody's life, and in that scenario, there can be mistakes that are made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There has to be some leniency with with police in some ways because they're put in some horrific situations. But that was not one of those situations. None at all. Correct. And and that's the issue. And I've seen in my lifetime that happen over and over again, where it's a slap on the wrist, maybe they lose their job, but they don't go to jail and somebody's dead. Can you imagine losing a family member? Like I start I try to the, what I try to do is put it in my eyes. All right, I put in their head. If I lost my wife or my dad or a, you know what I mean? Or Blake, you that happened to you. I would I'd lose and they say that out loud, okay. Things make sense now. Exactly. Make
0: it, it, and I think that's, that's, that's what you're feeling, right? That's what you're feeling right now is just that, that, and so much more. And the reason I, I bring it back to the racial equality is because even because what we saw in COVID, right? We saw, we saw these people were dying 110,000 or whatever the number is at this time. And, but then now you look at the percentages and breakdowns like, wait, why is there so many Black people dying? Is that, like, what is that? What, what, what happened there? Yeah. If you look at maternal deaths in the U.S., it's like three times. Right? What, what, what is that about? What happened there? Right? So the, the police are given leeway. It's just that their outcome is so much worse, I guess, because the, sure. the negative outcome is death, right? Yeah. And those, all those outcomes that are less than death is why the jails are filled with black faces, right? Okay. It, it's okay, so, yeah. So, so when you look right. at, when you look at it, it it's actually, oh, yeah. it's, it's a complete inequality issue. We're not talking about just right. the police, you know, oh, take all the police money, and defund the police. We're not talking about just that. It's just that the police is a, is a target. They're the closest ones to us,
2: yeah. right? Yeah.
0: If you imagine we had this same issue with mothers dying after giving birth, yeah. Right. To the same degree and it was publicized the way that it would be. Mm-hmm. You you could have doctors would have a real problem, right? Yeah. We'd be having we'd be having these 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 uh protests at hospitals. Yeah. Right. So, so so you so the inequality is not just with the police, it's across the board.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, you've got me thinking about heavily and, and again, like I think that the middle class opportunity bubble to me is something that is the big miss like allowing these kids opportunities to succeed not putting them in jail for 10 years at a, you know <laughs> for a dime bag that kind of stuff like you're talking about the in, the inequality in that sense is a solution getting middle class caucasians in african american schools and communities and talking about being a, a cpa or whatever you know is it is it is that does that is that a step that we could take
0: yeah, I think it's a step because I think I think it's a it's a step because we're talking about um, empowering that community, right? We need to empower, and some people will talk about reparations and giving money, but like, okay, sure, if you want to do that, but then what do you do with the money? <laughs> as as we all know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with that money that that may not be the best for you. So I, I think we really just need to empower the community, and this is why it takes both sides. It's not just a one-sided thing, because this, let's think about about America as a whole, right? Let's say, wouldn't it be cool to say, hey, let's raise the median household income of everyone in America, right? And if you saw that, what's gonna happen is it's gonna be a majority of black people. (laughs) Or no, no, not a majority, a disproportionate number of black people. It's not a majority. Right, because that video will get people arguing, oh well there's more white people on welfare. Yes, there's also more white people in the welfare. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. So 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 I think I think we need to make sure. But it's when it's when you first see that face, what is your reaction? What is your assumption? What do you perceive that person to be or not to be? Right? So if if you have like like same as you were saying the guy was awesome he's an awesome candidate to sell but you perceive that he can't that no one will buy from him
1: but you and didn't get the opportunity to either
0: and you tried it one other time how many yeah. other things have you tried multiple times right. that have failed or or succeeded right 100 sales yeah. you, in sales you have multiple strategies like okay we're gonna we're gonna put this lady on the front of it let's see how it works Oh right! Pff, no one
2: bought it. Just put
1: it Do you know how many white sales oh, reps have been fired or failed? <laughs> like, right,
2: right, right. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah, that's yeah, it. like that, a lot. That,
1: that's a lot. it.
2: That kind of and, stuff
1: and, is the miss.
2: Those little lookovers, Those little simple like oh well you know that that's a big part of this that's feeding into this system. I, I agree. I, I and and I would say that I haven't done anything like that situation, but I'm sure I am sure there has been a situation. Uh, yeah. That that I've 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 maybe done the same assumptive thing. Yeah,
0: I mean, and, this, and, and look, look, this is the other thing. The black people are guilty of this as well, right? You know, there's a there's a school of thought out there that it's white supremacy. And I don't want to scare anybody to be like, oh, you're a KKK member. <laughs> but the idea that the whiter you are, the better you are, right? So they talk about skin color differences between black people. Oh, well, if you're light-skinned, you're going to be perceived as better and if you were darker skinned, right? You see the same thing happen in even Asian cultures, right? Where like the you know, some of the Asian girls want to do their eyelid surgeries, oh, they want to do this, they want to do because they're westernizing themselves. So that that all in all is a white supremacy sort of thought process. Um, and so now you're looking at a population that <laughs> we're bored with that, right? <laughs> like there's no control yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, uh, and it's just one of those things. I had a friend who, who's, who you know, he was telling me a, a story. He's like, hey, man, I can't believe that somebody treated me differently because I was in my hunting clothes and like they were treating me like dirt. And I said, "Okay, hey, stop for one second. They treat me differently too, and I don't get the luxury of changing my clothes and it changing. Yeah. If I go into the store That's in scrubs, big deal. If, if I go into the store in scrubs, I'm the guy that picks up the trash. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the doctor, you know? That that, that I'm not the that's, that's, that's just that's not just not the option. So wow. so it's 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 things like that that I don't know. I think if, uh, an awareness hopefully brings us closer to change, right? Um, but I don't know if there's some law you could pass to say, "Hey, no. everybody that looks it. It, <laughs> I mean, it has
2: to be authentic, right? It has to be true." Yeah. And I think what what the hopes of this discussion, and especially again, i ride the coattails of. Uh, what, what the the thing that McConaughey did with Emmanuel Ocho, you know, it, I think it's about just talking about those topics you wouldn't discuss and just listening. I, I think for me, I, I've, i I, I don't, I'm not going to say I get it yet. I don't, I won't. I, I, it takes a long time. I think to understand that empathy.
1: It's clearly uncomfortable part. to ask these questions, Blake, cause they're taking like five minutes to ask a two second <laughs> question.
2: <laughs> but no, I, I think it, it's for me, it, it is eye-opening. It is eye-opening. And, yeah. and that's all I, I was just mad comment, but like it, it is definitely eye-opening, but I don't know how you create that empathy in, in, in the world, but focusing on the microcosm that we can right now in our audience in mm-hmm. the dental industry, because I think the dental industry's response is, let's put a, a black guy or Asian girl in our ad and we're diverse now, Right. 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 Like, I, well, there's right. a couple organizations. And you can't win either way
1: because either like well you're just trying to put that there or you're you're not acknowledging the, you know what I mean right. like. There's pretty no sure win. all the yeah.
2: CEOs of all well, dental companies are I, white guys for the most yeah, part. Yeah,
1: well, like so I do want to say something real quick. I personally think part of the problem is uh, just for some of the feedback, negative feedback I've gotten from people I thought were my friends and things like that, uh, calling me names and, and simply by saying I accept and understand the fact that I had it better not just than most black people, but most people growing up, uh, white suburb, like didn't have to want or worry. He was that like, asshole kid. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ta- I've never taken it for granted, but I recognize that, right? Like I got a, a solid hand and I don't need to f- screw that up. And I need to make sure like I help out other people if I can, I don't miss it. I think a lot of people, I got called a white apologist because I acknowledge that I grew up in a better situation 80 or 90 percent of people right like i'm not apologizing for being white and i think that's what people are afraid of i saw a video and i've got to find the woman who says a white woman to a huge audience of white men and women right i think it was like a middle class community i got to find the video all she said was this and it was powerful she goes raise your hand any white person here they're all white if you would want to change positions with a black person with the way they are treated by police officers that was, it. that was all she said. Not one person raised their hand. And in that moment, you had 200 white people go, oh, shit, we have a problem, <laughs> right? And it's more just the recognition of the problems kind of starts to heal the problem naturally and organically, at least starts that way. When you force something upon people, there's a natural fight back. When somebody tells you to do something, what do you do? No matter what it is, even if it's good for you, you go, wait, don't tell me what to do, Right. right. So I think just the recognition of the issue to me was, you know, I started recognizing seeing more scenarios where, like, oh shit, I never even, I never even thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to add that because I think there's a lot of white people to realize, say, would you switch? You're an oral surgeon who went to Stanford out of Southern California, and if we both got, got pulled over, I never want to be have the feeling that you feel, or I assume that you feel from what yeah. I've seen in a lot of videos and things like that. Um, is that a scenario like, would you rather, and I'm not saying trade races. What I'm saying is trade the feeling, trade the fear, trade the scenario yeah. or the way you're treated, you know?
0: Absolutely. Right. I think that's a great question. That's a great illustration of, 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 you know, eye opening experience that there's a problem, right. You know, it, 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 you know, it's an interesting thing is I'm sure if you took someone who's white and you took them into a room
1: and it was all black, we talked about this when you were off air. That's happened to me before. Like, and it was, I was uncomfortable at first um, because I, it wasn't normal for me. Right. It wasn't it's just, normal. It's just, it's just not
0: normal, right? Yeah. And, and, like, and even like we were talking about how in the rep community, you guys recruit friends and it's just your circle just ends up looking a lot like yourself because yeah. it's comfortable. Because sure. it feels that it's comfortable. You can connect over similar experiences. You could
1: connect over there's um, no unknown factor or like, am I do am I okay to do this or that? Or like, you know? And exactly, that's a normal exactly. Thing. Yeah. Um,
0: speaking of that, I think I think dentistry this was sort of a snowball effect, no pun intended, because because of uh, lineage, right? There's a lot of like father, son or father, daughter, uh, doctors. And so like the opportunity for them a long time ago was to be very, to be professional. And I think you have a lot of that going on. So I think that's where that hits. But corporate world, I I just, it's just, you know, excuse after excuse after excuse, you know, and it's just like, you just don't want to give the opportunity, right? You, You don't see the potential because it's not, that's just not your perception of that person. You don't have to call yourself a racist because you don't have this perception. Just be aware of what's going on. Uh,
1: well, reflect a lot these these or why am I asking yourself, why am I thinking the way I'm thinking? Or why, do, like, just asking why to, why do I feel that way? Right. Like that's in anything yeah. that can be really important. And then you start digging deeper, like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why yeah. am I doing that, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I have a question for you too. Um, you're an oral surgeon. Have you ever had a scenario where, one side, colleagues, Treat you a different way, right? Have you ever had that? The other side, patients who are out of their mind. Maybe they acted a certain way, and and you're about to do surgery on them. Like, yeah, what right. that? has that ever happened? And you'll be like, I could end you. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, colleagues, it's like a,
0: it's like a, Oh, you must have went to that program. Oh, that's you know that oh, that's your training. Or oh, you mean background. Stanford? <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know it's it's We're, one of the it's one of those things, right? Uh, speaking of Stanford, if I if I'm sitting on an airplane and I'm talking to someone, you know, they eventually it comes up like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I say this, and I'm like, oh, what school did you go to? And I say, it, and I'm like, "Oh, what sport did you play?" Oh yeah God, right? And I'm like, "Okay, now did play a sport?" So there's true. <laughs> <to that, right? laughs> yeah, so
1: you're like, so, "Damn it!" <laughs> but
0: but but, but uh, I mean, my story is a little bit assumption. different. We can get into yes, yeah, assumption now. I actually got into Stanford. I actually walked on to my sport. So, like, I actually didn't get in. I wasn't recruited for a scholarship sure. initially. Um, so, you know, but, like, wait, why didn't you ask me that?
1: Yeah. you know. And that's one yeah. of those, I, I can almost, I can see a white person asking that and, and thinking it's a compliment because I wish I had played that sport. Right. right. And so, but not thinking it all the way through, like, why did I assume that? Right. Right.
0: You right. Know? Right. So, I mean, and, and, it's, it's, and you know what, the other thing, Shane, it's okay to call yourself out and be like, dang, my bad. I don't know why I said that, right? I think we hopefully will get to a point where we can like laugh and celebrate our differences, right? And not feel ashamed that, oh, shoot, I can't believe I thought that, right? Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it is. Right? So is- So
2: to those listening that may go, shit. Oh, shit, you know, there's, I've done this or done that, you know, like, I think a lot of people thought that they were supposed to go on Facebook and put their status as, I, I realize I'm a racist and I'm sorry, you know, like, I don't think that's what BLM is about. How, what's that? What's day one as, All right, I don't know, I'm going to do everything I can to stop this, the, the, the stereotype and everything else. Is, I know, again, it's not putting your Facebook status as for apology. Is it just being aware and conscious and having open it's just, minds? It's
0: being aware. It's being aware. It's being conscious. It's being willing to have a conversation. If you have questions and you happen to have that token black friend, be like, you know what, man? Hey, I, I hope this is okay. You know, I hope you're okay. You know, I want you to know I'm thinking of you. Like, that is a lot. That is a whole lot because so many of the black community take this burden around silently. If we're all working together, and I come to the office and I just got stopped by the police, or someone just said something to me, I'm not going to come in and be like, oh, man, yeah, these
1: You're white people, internalize man, they, it, yeah. they're
0: they're killing me, right?" I'm going to be like, they're gonna be, "You guys, are gonna be like, hey, what's up, man? How are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm good." You know, yeah. I'm more t- I'm more likely to complain about my kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about about you know I'm walking to my car and some lady turns around and looks at me and starts walking in a 45 degree angle the opposite way. I'm like. You know, there's a lot of cases where I just stop, like, stop walking. It's like, okay, I'm not going to go anywhere. So you don't think I'm trying to rob you. Yeah. You
2: know, no, I, I,
0: that's just not, you know, I'm I'm not coming to work with
2: that. I'm not. Yeah. I think, I think that's what people need to start thinking about is like, it's a bag you're carrying every day, right? It's, it's, it, I have never once thought about it like that. I have not emphasized in that position at one bit and I want to be, I want this behind us, right? We're not racism's over. Get behind us, like this could go away, right? It's like let's put this in the past. But it's not. It's an everyday issue, and that's where I think I'm definitely missing the boat. It's like it's not that you're just like black people are sitting around going, "Hey, we just want to you know yell for some reason." We get a protest, right. you know, like this
1: is a problem. And, yeah, and, uh, and Blake, it's not an everyday not issue that. for you or I, right? Well, right. that's you what don't I'm saying. See like, it all the time in can, our face or consistently. Here's and a prime example. I mean, occasionally.
2: I know I'm discriminated against when I look like a a, a bum. Like if I'm wearing my hat, like a flat bill hat backwards and stuff like that. That's fair. That's about as discrimination I've ever felt because I look like a slob, right? Like, and I went into a bank to cash like a 20,000 dollar check one day and they were like calling the cops on me basically. (laughs) (laughs) But I look, again, I look like a skater kid who just stole it off somebody. But, I have been pulled over by the cops multiple times with a weapon in my car, and they never took me out of the car. They never asked to look at the weapon, never even wrote me a ticket. I never felt fearful. I never felt scared, not
1: one bit. I have to admit this. I've been pulled over a number of times, and the majority of the time, sir, I'm sorry that I had to pull you over. They apologized yeah. first and get and I got out of a lot of tickets. Have you ever been pulled over? Have you ever been in a yeah. bad scenario or where maybe nothing went wrong, but you had that adrenaline rush you felt a certain way that was yeah. just horrifying?
0: So, so every time the lights go on, it's an adrenaline rush. Every time the lights go on. You don't even Which know. Which everybody
1: gets it to a certain degree, but not overwhelming. Right. Like mine's, right. oh shit. Well, yeah. a,
2: bad, well a, ba-
1: a bad interaction
2: that you, you and I would have, Shane, would probably be like the cop was just kind of a dick. And he then, didn't let me out of my ticket. Yeah. That's it. I'm not getting my right. ass whipped or possibly killed. I don't see that yeah, ever. Right. That's never been a thought in my head.
0: So, so, so for, for myself, I'll speak for myself. Mine is, okay, dial my wife. Put the phone on the seat next to me. Oh man, Jesus Christ! So so that someone else can hear what's going on.
1: I couldn't imagine, right? You know, Fuck. which and, by the way it has to be some, horrible for her too,
0: right? Dude. And some are, and there are there are several oh. police who are super professional, right? There are several that are super 100%. professional. My brother, my brother-in-law is a police officer, right? My uh, and their cousin is is like really high up in the police force in Sacramento. So there's tons of professional, but. That is just what we go through. It's like, okay, dial the phone, sit it on the thing on speaker, right? And then, and then sometimes you'll get the question of, "Oh, are you from here?" It's like, dude, you see my license? You see the address where I live?
1: Yeah. And, you, and get a, so you get a Karen on there. She's good It doesn't matter where I live. like. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> right. And, and, and so that is just the initial jump of what
0: anybody's thinking. Yep. You know whether everybody's going to have you know some people might have a weapon Some people i don't carry one some people, some people might have one some people might have the legal thing some people might have alcohol they bring it from the store you know who knows what it sure. is but if you don't prepare yourself for that that potential reality
1: i mean there's no yeah. there's no other option i should say there's no other. i mean option. honestly when you said that you had to call your wife and so that somebody else can hear like like i know that you know logically i know i've seen people do that all the time but when you just said it right there it just like it hurt a little bit like it's, it's like, like you're God. almost saying your goodbyes just in right? case
2: you're, you're comfortable like with if like the this. plane engine
1: goes out one of the engines goes out honey i love you like that's yeah right. just in case yeah.
2: but that's like Crazy. when you get pulled over i mean it, it's yeah
1: yeah and that's it's that's not, heavy yeah
2: that's heavy so and, and, and that that should hit home right now for everybody that's heavy
1: well, before we wrap, I do want you to answer the question about the patient because Blake interrupted. Oh, yes.
0: One. Yes, 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 yes. Shut up, Shane. Someone likes you anyways. <laughs> so, so, so patients I've had, I've had definitely uh, patients say, oh, you're black. Yes, sir, I am. It didn't even, um, like,
1: they couldn't, it didn't even hit the filter. Like, <laughs> wow.
0: Um, right. You don't know what to take and how to take anything. So if they say, oh, you're the doctor? It could be because I'm in my early 30s.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: but it also could be because I'm like, right. Yeah, it, it. What what is it, right? You know, so who knows? And it's like not like you're me-
2: looking for it. You're trying to get over this, right? You're trying to get through yeah. this, and I think that's one of the big messages. It, it gets get lost in translation that. No one wants this behind them more than the, the African-American community, right? No, like, right. no one wants this more than that. So it's not like this is a badge of honor, pride, and joy that, oh, we're stereotyped or we're <laughs> segregated or this or that. Like, it's not – no one wants it gone faster, and so right. bringing it up in protest means that it hit a boiling point. Not that, oh, we're just, it's an easy scab to pick. It's a, you know, I, and I
0: think, and let's, I mean, we can even talk about Colin
2: Kaepernick for a little bit, right? And just saying like people God. got
0: really upset. People got really upset with him. And I think there was, a, there was a misunderstanding there too, right? Yeah, yeah. People
2: misunderstand
0: that Colin Kaepernick appreciated the flag. He appreciated that the flag allowed him to kneel publicly on such a big platform and then on top of that well he could have done something else oh he should have worn an arm
1: brand he should have worn.
0: Well, there's no win. attention
1: you wouldn't have paid no attention win. but you wouldn't have paid attention well i think why people are like th- truly i, I said they're like what's he supposed to do like you what you say well you you see a riot or you see a, a protest that gets really big and like that's why well they don't need to do that and they said it, they they don't need to do yeah. that right like right. these are things that i hear and i'm like well, when he took a knee, which is as peaceful as you can get on a, on a platform, he'll never – the NFL apologized. Great. He's done fine with money on sponsorship. That's fine. But you can never give him back the prime of his career again. Yeah, right. that you know you were – like the league actively was like, I just don't want the trouble. And I think that's right. what a lot of white people are looking at me like, I don't know if I want to piss off my friends. And I'm not going to lie. I've hesitated on posts. We talked about this. And I'm done with it. Because I'm like, well, what's this customer gonna think of that? I'm like, you know what? I'm done. This is like yeah. and you gotta keep in mind
2: done. here we are in Georgia, right? Like, you know what we're dealing yeah. with here too. And 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 I'm seeing it on my Facebook feed. People that I'm not real close with, so it's I mean, my circle's pretty good circle. But like Facebook, you got a lot of friends on there. So you see some stuff <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, friends. Holy <laughs> shit. Like you got people on one side just waiting for the opportunity to yell racist at somebody and then watching and reading every line. And then you know, on the other side, you've got I'm not ashamed of being white and this is, it's not what it is. And, and like
1: the platform is the problem because you can only say outward. There is no conversation and there's no perspective and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, back and forth that we're doing right now. And that's the problem with Facebook, with, you know, uh, Instagram in these scenarios, unless you're like doing an IG live or doing something like this, there's no conversation cannot change or improve this scenario without having a conversation and it will be (laughs) an authentic
2: conversation if you bring in another uh, like if these companies take an approach right now like i've seen a few and it's like when they try to even with the the female initiative and trying to be inclusive (laughs) of that in the dental community it is so focused on okay we talked about this and and i've talked to
1: some female dentists are like yeah, we were always part of it. <laughs> like, but oh, it we're just it, you it, 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 like, it's, it's like, not
2: you're enough. not going to get a city to the table. We're going to make another table over here for you. you yeah. It doesn't
1: do
0: like, anything. Just do, yeah. give, a, give a seat at the board table because there's tons of people who can contribute just an as well as. Opportunity
2: the other and a pathway to success, not a, uh, uh, oh, shit, we had to be white people. We, we got caught. Let's put a black person on the board. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look, just, just take an example.
0: And, and, and like create I said, create a culture. I, 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 I hope that more conversations can happen because there are more questions. Right? There are people who are like, "Well, I've been discriminated against in this standpoint. And I've, I've had a hard time." No, we're not demeaning your trauma. Your trauma is your trauma. Yeah. Don't, don't try to over. This, this is not a who, who's whose life is worse. This is not a whose life is worse. This is not <laughs> about that, right? No, that's not what we're trying to do here. But I think we just need more conversations so that we can keep have, so people can get their questions answered safely. Like what? it's okay. I want you to ask me so that I can say, you know what? Hey, that is insensitive because of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I expect you to walk on eggshells for the rest of your life. Just be aware, right? When you look at what one other person, be be it the same for whatever that person is, yeah. right? If you look at a just just appreciate for who they are. For you know, what I mean, it's like America has no problem with our culture because clearly. <laughs> the NBA, yeah, like the nfl Rapids, like yeah you have those jerseys in the in the back there i right? got a like, kyle
1: corver on there too <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and look hey look this is that's fun right it's like oh we're we're, we're different right it's oh yeah. it's, not a, it's not like a matter of like Oh, Kyle Cover sucks because he's white. No, it's not. There's nothing to do with that, right? Yeah. But as far as as far as people wearing jerseys like representing their team on a daily basis and a casual, it's kind of black culture. Right? So that just brought,
1: brought me yeah. t- like a thought in my head. When you can pl- when you can ball at whatever sport, you can ball, and no one cares what color you are. That is not the same deal in society. You might Correct. be a, a baller at whatever that is, and you don't get the opportunity. That never happens in sports because you want to win. Why Correct. don't we start changing that thought process and, and the corporate advice? You want to win, get the best. Like, yeah, and you don't best. know that until you get the get opportunity. The I mean, and that just and popped in my head, but it makes a lot of sense. Why, it's, not a, it's not complicated in that scenario. Correct. I, I yeah. think uh, one other thing too, and I think, um, I think there's a majority of, of white people in America who are tired of it, like Blake and I are, who just want this to be, want the best for everybody and realize it's not fair, but we've not known what to do. The issue here is there will never be real equality for black people unless white people, the majority step in and say, let us help you get there because this isn't fair. And we're being quiet because of this 10 or 20% or whatever it is of these assholes over here. We gotta end that. And I think that's, you know, we're not sure what to do like Blake and I, but we feel like we're, we're trying, you know, like. Right.
0: So it's a power shift right? It's a power shift. And I'm not saying a power shift to the black people, but it's a power shift, power shift to what wins and what doesn't win. If we really want to be capitalistic, if we really want to be a free market, like the best team wins. yeah, right? and Always. And a lot of times, it's not that case. And I think we're starting to see that. We, we've, we've seen that unfortunately with some of the way that uh, corporations have responded with COVID, right? And how they're like buying that, <laughs> they bought back all their stock and then you know, they want to get a bill. I was like, wait, wait, should that happen? You know, <laughs> and, and whatever you want to think about those things, but we've started to see like, oh, maybe this is not truly capitalism. Maybe this is not, this is not a, a power. You know, maybe this is not equal opportunity right and i think that's just something we've been living with forever
1: yeah and i think there's a there's certain white people ignorantly thinking like wait they're they're thinking it's like i'm giving something up you're not giving anything up you're just (laughs) you're not giving anything up you're not giving up it's not giving what you have given it's just not hurt allowing people to be hurt anymore for no reason or be treated poorly for no reason like, right. but I think, or I not think a reason, but no legitimate reason, right? Like, people got to understand that. But that ignorance is there. I mean, you probably don't hear that unless it's from somebody angry. But I hear it in in nice tones all the time from people, and I just think, like, what the? What are you talking about? Well, I mean,
0: there there are so so the military. Unfortunately, they get hurt protecting people of other countries. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they gave up a lot. Yeah. These guys are yeah. young, their families are growing and they gave up their life for another country. Yeah. And so you should have the same, I'm not saying give up your life here, but what I'm saying is like that analogy, of giving something up, this is, I mean, we
2: fought for freedom for our people and we fight for freedom for other people. There's just a lack of appreciation though. I will say in the U S compared to other countries for other cultures. I think mm-hmm. we're very narrow-minded and kept inside this little bubble quite often. Um, you know, if you're in Europe for 30 euro, you're going to get to multiple countries, right? And, <laughs> right, 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 right? and multiple languages and cultures and this and that. And we're so narrow-minded to the U.S. style. Um, and I think there's a power struggle, like you said. Of like, I don't. Well, you know, hey, I like the way things are. You know, I'm white. <laughs> right. We've been running the <laughs> right. show here. Like things are good. Right. Like let's not. Oh, hey. You know? right. And I think that part is, that partially is the problem. Um, Look at the divide that happened when Obama got in office. Right. Um, I respected the man because, like, dude got to that position. Anybody that's president of our country has a a respect for me because, damn, you did it. Like, that's impressive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: And and this is the thing we we have, if we can stop politicizing the issue, if we can come to some sort of it's um, not really this political. isn't political. This isn't. This Maybe is no party affiliation. This is human race. Right, right. I mean, let's just get better. Let's yeah. just have an iterative process. If we're if we're talking about if we're talking about evolution, <laughs> like, like Evolution just says we gotta get better. Right?
1: Well, that'd yeah. be a longer conversation of how annoying it is that everything's politicized because we have elections coming up, so both sides are going to use this one way or the other. Yes, that, yeah. that's yeah. annoying,
2: and that's part right. of the
1: problem, a major part right. of it. Yeah, we
2: Joe survived. Biden. I mean, Joe Biden went on the, the breakfast. Club, so I mean, like, you know, like this is where we're at. Uh, yeah. Joe Biden, yeah. they,
1: they better get yeah. a much younger vice president. All I got say. <laughs> might be in the old folks' home by the time he's done if he gets elected. <laughs> so, um Kenny, I would thank you so much for your time. um I would love to bring you on again on talking about another issue or whatever. Like, not necessarily. Yeah. Issues, well, like we solved racism topics. on this
2: episode, so let's just talk about the celebration in a few weeks. Let's just do that, right? Yeah. Like,
1: we yeah. solved it, right? That would be like, awesome.
2: Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I just, this is a lot of fun, guys. I appreciate, like I can't say, from by my heart, I appreciate your, your openness, your willingness to come to the conversation, your willingness to see beyond and just ask, ask the questions, right? And just really try to understand, even if you never understand, but show empathy, right? Yeah, just just yeah. show your heart, like, man, these people are losing family members, and yeah, this is what's going on, right? Um, and so I really appreciate that, guys. I mean, it's not easy. I understand it, it's not easy from your circles and from backgrounds. I mean, you see parents <laughs> disowning kids on, on Instagram and stuff this crazy stuff, right? But yeah. to, just just the step forward that you guys are willing to take is, is, is admirable, is admirable.
2: Well dude, no, you're, you're, you're amazing happened. for being on here and I appreciate yeah, you do doing appreciate it. it. And um, I wanna leave everybody with one last thought. Imagine today you get pulled over by the officers and you feel so scared that you instantly program to call your wife or husband whomever you, you know significant other and throw the phone over in the seat so they can hear that interaction in the event of that you are murdered or assaulted or whatever it is wrongfully abused in some form or fashion imagine if you had to do that when you got pulled over for doing 10 over in a school zone today imagine if you had to feel like you were having to be okay and say your like goodbyes to your wife because you just got pulled over and it was just your day so Let that sink in, empathize, and just small changes will get us there. Small changes. Mindset change.
1: No outro there. We're leaving it there. Done. Done. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.